0: Hello, I'm B. Nicole, and this is Buried on the Tundra. I wish to acknowledge that I record this podcast on the ancestral land of the Yupik-Chupik people. I acknowledge this is not only in thanks to the indigenous communities who have held relationships with the land for generations, but also in recognition of the historical and ongoing legacy of colonialism. Additionally, I acknowledge this as a point of reflection for all of us as we work towards dismantling colonial practices. Pilot Station Alaska is 93 miles slightly northwest of Bethel. It's located on the Yukon River. The estimated population is 625 people. In the 2000 census, there were 109 households and 92 families in the village. The racial makeup was 96.9% Alaskan native, 2.36% white, and 0.73% were from two or more races. The median income of a household was $31,071, and for a family it was $27,411. of the families, and 28.7% of the population were below the poverty line. For a little context about how cold it actually has been this year, right now in Bethel, the high is negative 9 and the low is negative 21. It feels like negative 28, though. And this isn't been the only negative day, it's been in the negatives for weeks now. And our next positive high is not until this coming Friday. So the weather has been really, really cold and we have already had most of the Kuskokwim River frozen. So people have been able to travel by snow machine to places like Oscarville and Napakiak. This seems to be very early but I may be completely wrong. On October 25th, 2021, a group of seven men left pilot station heading to the coast to hunt seals and beluga whales. The group was made up of two brothers and two father-son pairs. The rest were friends. The youngest was a boy who was 14 years old. The seven men took two boats for the three-hour journey from pilot station to the coast. The trip was to be able to get more meat for the winter because the summer salmon runs were very low. The original plan was to arrive on the coast on Monday, hunt on Tuesday, and then return home on Wednesday. They had been able to catch two whales and three seals. On the morning of Wednesday, October 27th, the group woke to a frozen river. The men were surprised because this was very early for freeze-up. The men meet, used what they had with them, oars, axes, and their own strength, to get the boats out of the coast, and used the boats to clear a path towards Aluknuk. The trip took five hours, which would normally have taken an hour and a half. The group spent the night in Aluknuk. The next morning, they saw other boats moving through sheets of ice, and decided to try to make the journey home. When they reached a narrow point by Emonic, the ice became dangerous. For fear of damage, the ice would cause the boats. The group pulled the boats to shore near Emonic. They found a friend's fish camp, which was 20 miles east of Emonic. There the group would stay for seven nights. The camp was stocked with food, water, and a wood stove. Another camp nearby contained a cell phone booster and a generator. The men had brought with them a VHF and a Garmin inReach. This allowed- the group contacted their friends and family, and they tried to get nearby friends to come get them. Unfortunately, they could not do that by land because the snow machine trails were not frozen yet. On Halloween, the state troopers flew over the camp. This was day three of them staying there. The troopers dropped supplies that included food, medicine, tobacco, and Halloween candy. On the fifth day, November 2nd, a pilot attempted to land near the fish camp. Unfortunately, the crosswinds were 20 knots, which caused the pilot to have to return to base. Emonic search and rescue provided a second food drop on this day for the hunters. On the eighth day, the men saw a U.S. Coast Guard plane. The Coast Guard plane dropped pizza and a note that told them to turn on their VHF radio. Once they turned on the radio, the Coast Guard informed them that a helicopter would be coming to pick them up. The helicopter flew all the way from Kodiak and arrived after 8 p.m. on November 4th. All seven men were loaded into the helicopter and flown to Nome. They left everything behind except for the clothes on their back and their cell phones. Once the group landed in Nome, the men were asked where they wanted to go. The men had nowhere to stay and ended up going to the hotel. They spent two nights in two hotel rooms before they were able to get a flight back to pilot station. On November 6th, after spending 13 days away from their families, they finally arrived home at pilot station. You can find case pictures, source materials, and a case map showing you the locations of each of the villages I've talked about. Go to buriedonthetundra.com. You can follow me on Facebook at Buried on the Tundra. You can also follow me on Instagram at Buried on the Tundra Podcast. Like, subscribe, review the podcast on whatever platform you're using. week's case i've gone a little back and forth on whether to cover because it has been covered by major media it was featured in an episode of fatal frontier evil in alaska but we are going to look at the case of sonia ivanhoff if you'd like to suggest a case please send an email to tundra at gmail.com warmest wishes from the coldest state